Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Excellent. Excellent. Well, today is September 23rd, uh, 2016, and we are on class number eight. So how's things going, and what questions do you have? Okay, so I do have a question. I, um... I did a case study with a horse this week and they were having trouble getting the horse to load a truck and um, then she said to me that Guy was coming back on Thursday and I did my communication with the horse but then the guy didn't show up and it was quite a big thing for Star, the horse, to sort of agree to do it and... You know, she she had a few things to address first, and then and then the guy didn't show up, and then the next day the guy didn't show up again to pick her up. So what? It, it, immediately I felt, oh, we must let Starlight know, like when there's a change of plans, yes. and they're expecting something. Yep. And <clears throat> I just wondered, as like as Lenore, the owner, was telling me, oh, it didn't happen. I was like, oh no, like okay, well we just need. I just had a. In that type of connection with telepathy, if I just bring Star into my mind in the moment and I say, Star, there's been a change of plans. Um, the man has had some trouble, you know, there's been some trouble with the truck and I don't have another pickup date for you. It will happen next week. Is that enough to, in communication or do does it, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, it's, you're you're it's just almost a fleeting thought, but yeah, you're just touching base with the horse. So yeah, call the name of the horse star a couple times in your head, connect, relay the information, and just say just letting you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also tell the owner, you know, when you do have a new date set, please tell your horse friend out loud. That way they can do that and they don't have to bug you each time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like to give owners responsibility as well because they, they go from not communicating to, you know, loving an animal communicator, doing it for them. And then sometimes the occasional client will come back, not all of them, but will come back and be like, okay, can you tell them this now? And can you tell them this now? And can you tell them this now? And it's good to give owners responsibility. So when and where I can, I always encourage owners to be proactive and tell your animal friend out loud. But yes, if you wanted to be of service and certainly help in the situation, that is exactly how you'd want to reconnect with Star. Nice and brief. You don't even need the owner present or on the phone. No, okay. Okay, so that was that. Because it sort of happened naturally. My first instinct was, oh, we must let Star know because we had, you know, done a whole communication around this moment that didn't happen. Um, So, yeah, okay. And I was just curious to know why you don't do missing animal cases. Sure, yeah. Sweet and simple. Um, It's not fun for me. (laughs) Um, It's hard work. It's a specialty amongst animal communicators. It is challenging because even Penelope Smith, who's been doing this ever since she was a child, uh, you know, she once got that a cat was, uh, I think it was the cat said it was alive 
and the owner found it dead. So even the best of the best communicators, um, you know, you ask the animal, are you, are you dead? They're always going to tell you, no, I'm alive, because even when they're in spirit, they continue on, right? So you have to ask a whole different array of questions. And yeah, um, I have, yes, had success finding some animals. Other animals, the people will go to the exact location of that bridge or that swing set in that park. They will find everything on the description of the environment, but no pet. So I, I, it's just not my preference. Some communicators love that challenge, and they are really good at it. And I say, my God, refer it out if it's not your thing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't. I, I've done it on and off throughout the years. And no, it's just not my thing. There are, um, oh, animal communicators out there that do ch teach, you know, others. I've taken a couple classes in that, you know, mostly teleclasses and stuff. So there are, you know, classes out there if that, you know, really interests you. Um, but it's just not my preference. I really need to follow my bliss and, you know, I know what that looks like and I'm, you know, as the years go on, I get clearer in what it isn't, you know? So I don't know yet whether I like, I mean, I've, I've had, I've done a few with practice. Mm -hmm. um, they've all been completely different. One was successful. Um, it, it's hard. Yeah, so I don't know yet whether I, to be honest, I don't even know whether I like it or dislike it. I just, mm -hmm. and when the practice come, opportunity comes, I do it. Um, but usually I don't do it alone. So, um, yeah, there's, I, yeah, it's a bit different. Maybe because I'm not getting, you know, I don't feel that I've got help. Other communicators also that are, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So yeah, I was just curious because I noticed uh, there's it's quite a some do it, some don't. Quite a lot don't do it. Yep. <laughs> You, you got to keep in mind you're dealing with a stressed out client who's probably very desperate to connect with their animal friend and they don't always respect the boundaries. I've had some clients call me, you know, I start working with them and they're, they're missing pet and they call me at odd hours, one o'clock in the morning. Of course, I don't answer the phone at that hour. I just let it ring through and go to voicemail. But um, sometimes the clients don't have boundaries. The majority do. Um, but when you work with them a couple times, um, you know, and then it gets dragged out and they want you to, well, is there anything more? Is there anything more? Can you ask him this? Can you ask him that? That to me just, it just reaches a point where I'm not enjoying it anymore. Um, it's really hard work. So, and, and not only that. I wondered too, gosh, how do you charge for something like this? Well, so yeah. Right. And yes, there are a lot of communicators who do this, who will do this work and charge actually a different price point for that because it is hard. Um, my own mentor, Kristen Thompson, she works it such that she tells people, I will work with you for a maximum of two times. And then beyond that, you know, if I feel like it's not really, you know, we're not getting anywhere, it's the animal's not shifting or you're not shifting or nothing, you know, is taking place, then I will just, you know, um, we will end our work together. So she kind of tells them up front what the boundary is and she chooses to extend beyond it if she wants or she refers them out. Now here in the States there's a nice website I refer people to which is called acersplace.com. AC of course stands for Animal Communicator and at that website is a directory of communicators by state and I just refer, refer people there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, another question. Um, 
you had uh, said something which um, sort of came back to me on a walk the other day, and that was when you said when you're experienced enough or when a AC <laughs> is experienced enough to talk to two animals, you can tell the difference. So you can speak to that one and speak to that one, but when mm-hmm. you're not experienced, I'm guessing it, it would get, could get muddled. Um, mm-hmm. So that really got me thinking deeply about how it's, and it's just, I, don't, I think sometimes they're just these little aha moments that where something in my intellect drops into my, integrate, integrates. Mm-hmm. And just, we really are communicating with energy. And so the difference, so is there any way you can describe to me the difference when you're speaking to two animals at the same time? Or is this, does it vary? Like, do you hear a different voice? Do you, do you, I'm yeah. sure their energy feels different. That, you that's sort of it. recognize them. That's it for that's me, it. Jenny. It feels different. They Like, for instance, I was talking with a woman and her, her two living cats today and her deceased cat came through as well, as needed, because it was part of the conversation too. But um, as soon as that third cat came in, I instantly was aware of that third cat. Um, that wow. They do. All three feel different. And you can even, you may already be at that point where you're able to sense the difference. And you know, here's a way that you can practice. Call in one of, you know, call in your, your dog friend, your puppy, and call in one of your cats. And ask them both the same question and pay attention to who replies first. And see if you have a knowingness automatically attached to who's speaking. They feel different. It, it's yeah. I wish I could offer you something more. Every now and then, I'll get a different tone of voice or an accent with one animal that differs from another. But more so, it's about feeling. Jenny, do you have a window open in that room by chance? I hear... Oh, I don't hear it now. Uh, well, a little bit on and off. Maybe it's a rustling of paper or something. Um, no, that was me moving the computer. Oh. It will stop in a second. Okay. Um, as soon as this puppy uh, behaves, I'm just not trying to do with her too long. Um, she seems to distract as soon as I get on a... Okay, I've got an idea. Yeah, if you need if you need to cut the computer down and go address her first, I can wait. I'm managing to do it. Well, I've just <laughs> got to close this door, and she will be happy, happy. She did this yesterday on the call with Alicia. She's laying around all day relaxing, and when I get on the call, the next thing she's just running crazy. <laughs> you should ask her about that. <laughs> I should, because she's. A- Hang on, you're meant to support me with my animal communication studies, and yes, I'll see what she has to say about that. (laughs) It's done. We're done. We're good. Good. Um, So, yes, I'll try try that with uh, two of my own 
and so it is it's a feeling do you ever hear different voices sometimes yeah but more more often than not i'd say 90 percent of the time for me personally it's a feeling um and it'll eventually become very fluid for you you'll know who's speaking um Every, and you'll even recognize when others pop in that aren't part of your conversation. So I was doing a communication session with one of my dear friends once, talking to her horse, and all of a sudden I could hear another horse saying something, which I did say out loud to, to Beth, the owner, and I said, you know, this is not Rachel, this is not your horse speaking. I also happened to know her other three horses and how they feel, and I knew it wasn't those three, and I said, you know, You've got a horse here, or at least a being, I believe it's a horse, who is not your own, who is saying, I am having a stomach ache, please get my owner. So the owner, the owner of, of Rachel, Beth, was like, I don't know who that is. I, yes, I board my horses in a stable full of, you know, 20 plus horses. Do you know which horse? I said, well, I generally don't get names, so no. Well, the next morning she went into the barn and she was walking by one of the other gals who boards her horse there. And she said, hey, how you doing? And, and the owner said, my horse is having a stomach ache. It's colicking. I need to go get the vet. So, I mean, we were able to confirm that it was from a horse, but it was, um, you'll eventually reach the point where you can tell who's who, and if you get an extraneous voice <laughs> that does not belong to any of them, you'll recognize that too. Mm, okay, wow. Okay, so there was another thing, and I guess this was a bit of an aha I found this with Starlight, the horse. I had worked with it as a practice session once before, reconnected with her again, and I just found the relationship develop in a way that, you know, it, it was almost like there was, a, there was emotional connecting and there was things going on sort of like a regular, like it's a relationship. And, you know, she was being sent off to have, to breed and the owner wanted me to ask her if she was okay with becoming pregnant and I found myself sharing with her like just tell me if this is normal but it was almost like for her to be comfortable talking with me about that I shared with her a little bit of my own experience around that okay and my, you know and it was almost this I don't know like it was and then does it does it get that comfortable like friends it certainly can, yeah. Every animal's different with us communicators. Think of it this way. If you meet another human on the street, aren't there some people that you click with immediately and others that you're like, you know, we can have an hour-long conversation. We're still never going to get each other, <laughs> okay? There's animals that are going to fall in those two, you know, extreme categories too and then everything in the middle. So, yes, it can be like that. So I just feel like we're friends, you know, mm -hmm. and the way we sort of, um, it wasn't a chat, like a mindless chat, it was all relevant, you know, and it was all, uh, yeah, it was, it was almost like friends, I just, and I found the same with another cat that I've connected with now numerous times, it's almost like, oh, hey, hi again, mm -hmm. hey, guy, you know what I mean, it's like, you really get to know them, do you find that? Oh, yes, especially when you okay. work with repeatedly, yes. Okay, so that's what it is, and that's what's sort of new for me, is... Having a few connecting a few times to converse and then finding it just so, just like when you get to know someone and you're more relaxed with them, mm -hmm. um, and more each time, or and also they're more relaxed with me, um, 
I guess, as well as my speed both ways. But anyway, that was sort of, I found that very nice. It's really nice. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Sounds like you're doing quite a bit. Good for you, Jenny. Excellent. All right. Well, today I want to talk about talking with animals that are up for adoption, either through shelters or rescues or other sorts of nonprofits. I assume you have something of the sort in Australia? Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, when you are talking with an animal that's up for adoption, you know, you've got their photograph or have the animal in front of you, you may or may not actually have the foster or the, you know, directors, you know, of the shelters, um, connect or permission, I should say. You don't need permission to talk with animals that are up for adoption or animals for sale, okay? Because they are kind of already being put out there by the guardian of whoever's, you know, the current owner of the horse, for example, who's selling the horse or whatnot, the shelter environment. So when you connect with one of these animals, you can do it solo if you want. When I started looking for the right chihuahua for my family, I went on PetFinder.com, which here in the States is a very large database of animals local to your area. Just type in your zip code and it shows the, the chihuahuas up for adoption or any dog or cat or whatever it is you want. And from there, I just kind of looked at faces and noticed who I was drawn to, read biographies, and then connected with quite a few chihuahuas, probably about 15 or so, before I ended up finding the right dog for me. So know that you don't have to have permission. But when you connect with them, do let them know who you are and why your, your purpose and connect to them, why you're talking to them at that time because sometimes they're like who are you you're coming out of the blue what is your purpose and they'll be a little skeptical or nervous because they don't have that intermediary of you the person and them you know that triangle isn't there it's just you and them so just introduce yourself um, when I work with the animals up for adoption especially when I work with rescues that actually purposely hire me to talk with certain animals if they're looking for information on what that animal wants in a forever home know that as you ask those questions and the owner or excuse me the animal replies to you know that the universe is hearing their response and can set things into motion so i had an interesting discovery when i started doing volunteer free sessions communication sessions in person and one of the local shelters that i used to work for well do volunteer work for um the director said to me a couple weeks after me going there a few times she's like you know it's funny after you talk with an animal, even animals that have been sitting in the snow kill shelter for months and no human has paid any attention to them whatsoever, not even asked about them for adoption, the animal suddenly, you know, you talk to them and within days they fly out the door. They get adopted. What is it you're doing? <laughs> and I, was th I said to her, I said, I don't know, I'm just talking to them. So it wasn't until later on that I actually read something. Um, Penelope Smith talked about the exact same thing happening to her and I read her reply to somebody's you know, query on that same thing. And she was like, oh yeah, the universe listens. And it's like, wow, that's really pretty neat. So the quality of your questions when talking to an animal up for adoption should encompass important things such as animal. Do you want to live with another animal of your same type in the home or do you want to be the only animal? Do you want to have one owner or do you want a whole family? How do you feel about children? How do you feel about other species, dogs, cats? Um, are you okay cat being indoor only or is it mandatory that you be indoor outdoor? Or do you want the feral cat life? You know, asking the animals questions about the details about what it is they want in their life will help them kind of get a, 
idea of, oh, I do want this and I don't want that. Sometimes our animal friends don't even think about their preferences. And as a result, they sit in these cages at shelters for long time, long periods of time, simply because nobody ever asked them. There was no reason for the, the energy to get stirred up to attract their way. Now, animals will think sometimes about what they want, but usually they're so in the present moment, they need a human to prompt them or ask them about future ideas and future wants. And that's what, you know, the law of attraction works for the animals just like it works for us. But if the animal isn't thinking about what they want and putting their preferences out there, and I'll tell you, Jenny, a lot of animals don't, don't even think about that. It's not that they don't necessarily know how to do it, but nobody's kind of asked them anything ever. And so they just sit in that cage waiting and waiting for life to happen and not much happens. Does this make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. So... As a communicator, asking and listening, asking and listening is huge. If you know you're ever, if you ever feel moved to, you know, you see on Facebook or whatever, an animal that's up for adoption or somebody's trying to rehome it, you, if, if it's up for adoption, again, you can talk to it without the owner's permission. You could just tune in for five minutes and ask some of the more basic questions about what it wants in a home and then, you know, watch that Facebook post. See if it gets adopted pretty quickly thereafter if you want to run your own experiment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any questions on this? No, no. I've, I've never done this before. Um, it's really interesting to learn. Um, no. No questions. Okay. Well, we're going to dive right in. I'm going to provide you with the questions today, um, at least with the first animal, and you're going to do the listening, and I'll double check as usual. So who do you want to work with? All these are living animals up for adoption from PetFinder.com. Oh, that's, okay, this little lady. Okay. All right. Excellent. So let me just pull up her biography here on my end. And also, remember, when you read the biographies of animals that humans have written, keep in mind that those biographies may not be current, they may be old, they may no longer apply, so take them with a grain of salt. And not only that, people may put their own projection on the animal. Some people will say, oh, this animal's skittish, when you tune into that animal and you don't feel skittishness at all, and that might become because they've been in the foster home long enough to out-evolve that. <laughs> or the animal's only skittish under certain conditions. No. All right, so Lady is a female. She is an adult. As far as age, they don't have this on here. Um, oh, she is. She's six years old. There we go. My name is Lady. I am a Shih Tzu English Toy Spaniel, Spaniel mix. I'm six years old. I originally was a house pet, so I'm very social and sweet. And then the people go on to write there what they think she would want in a forever home that would make her happy. So we're going to find it out straight from her. So go ahead, you and I, we'll go ahead, connect, introduce ourselves, and state our purpose, and let me know when you've gotten that far. I'll do the same. Okay. Okay, and so we are here to ask you, lady, questions about what you want in a future forever home. <laughs> she shall be being very excited about this idea. All right, great. So first question for her, ask her to start her to describe her personality. The purpose of that question, Jenny, is just so that you can form a rapport with her. Okay, so she tells me she's very fun, fun very fun loving. 
very excitable. She shows me really a lot of shaking about and jumping around. She's very excitable, happy, joyous, fun-loving, adores people. She loves people and thrives on attention. Um, lady, uh, like from with uh, regard, she likes her space from other animals. If there's other pets around, she likes to be the num the centre of attention. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, excellent. I'm just jotting all this down so I can check it each piece by piece. All right, so lady, can you describe your personality to me so I can hear you? Because I was busy writing down your answers, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> um, she says, I'm very sweet. I'm happy-go-lucky. I'm happy by nature. Nothing gets me down. I've always got a sunny disposition. I'm a ray of sunshine. So this talks about the, the happiness, so the happy joyousness you're feeling. Same thing here. How do you feel? Loving, I yep, yep. How do you feel about people? She says, I love people. Everybody likes me. I'm social. I'm a butterfly. I like to be in their laps. I like kisses. So she's very um, outgoing as well. <laughs> so adores people, absolutely. How do you feel about other animals and you relative to people? Um, she says, yes, I want to get to the people first. I don't care if the other animals catch up. I like to be first. So this is about being the center of attention. Um, excitable, can you get excited? She says, I'm excited all the time, every time I see people. And I like to sit in their laps. Okay. So thrives on attention, I would certainly say that's true. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, lady, we're going to ask you some questions about what you want in a forever home. So the next question for her. So do you have a preference for wanting to live with a single person or multiple people? Um, let's just start there. A single person versus multiple people, as in a pair, a couple, or a family. Okay. Lady wants to live with a family. She yes. To... And lady why? Children. Ask her why. The more people, the better, and she loves to play with children. She loves how children flap her ears around and adore her. <laughs> oh, she just she just loves to be adored by many, and and she just loves many. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. Absolutely, very good. Yeah, I hear her say, "The more, the merrier." I want many people in my family. And it's all about the attention and the love and the exchange of adoration. So you're right on. Good. So ask her, and how would you feel living with a... And I always like to pose this question, assuming the other animal of their same type is friendly. I realize that, you know, an animal, she could go into a home like that and it doesn't end up being friendly, but let's propose it in the most positive way. So how would you feel about living with another uh, friendly dog in a home? She's okay with that as long as uh, she's a little, she she shows me, she tells me as long as she's much of the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she wants to um, get right in there and have lots of attention, TLC and things along those lines. Yes, uh, yeah. So you are right. I hear her say, "I'd be okay with another friendly dog, but I really want to get in there and just." Yes, it's about attention. Good. Ask so her. It depends. The dog's got to set aside and I'm, yeah, I'm coming in. <laughs> yes, exactly. So ask her, how would you feel about living with a friendly cat? 
are fine because they mind their own business. Okay. And I see her wrinkling her nose when I ask her what's this image about. She says, I think they stink. I don't know much about cats, but I get she's not like really... Um, I'm not hearing her say no. I'm not hearing a strong yes. It's kind of like, well, I don't know much about them. And and she walks away as if it's really an unimportant question. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of uh, neutral. So it would be okay with her. All right, great. So ask her, um, what kind of exercise is your, your body going to need for you to stay emotionally happy? Emotionally happy? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so... I want to walk. I, 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 I'm happy just going for lovely long walks and I walk on the lead every day in my person. Okay. Playing outside in the yard with kids, chasing the ball, ah, chasing the ball. <laughs> okay so what about walks how do you feel? oh yes I want lots of them yeah it's all about being with her person it's like a, a duo activity so you're right there Jenny how about ball chasing did you tell her you want to chase the ball she says that might be fun she also shows me playing tug-of-war with a toy so back to the ball though did you tell her the ball she feels she did any sort of toy works for her yes I saw what she showed me just sort of playing out in the yard with, with playing out in the yard with kids, like a group, like people, okay, so multiple people. Let me check with her. So do you want to play with a group of people, like children out in a yard? She says, oh, yes, and let's run around and frolic. Yeah, like that. Yep. That's her exercise. Yep. Good exercise. Yes. So this isn't a dog who has to go hiking to be happy or has to do agility to be happy. Um, I mean, truly, this would be a nice, easygoing house pet for somebody who's seeking that kind of lifestyle, because that's the lifestyle she wants. Okay, very good. Uh, so let's ask her, so um, what do you see or foresee as your future job or jobs in your forever home that you would like to do? She says, oh, that's easy. I just make everybody smile, and I give them lots of love, and they... They, they and enjoy and I'm so happy <laughs> I make it I can make people happy that is sad <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay so let me check so I hear you say let's see I want to be a lap cuddler I want to be on everybody okay and how about do you make want to make people smile she says oh yes oh yes so did you tell Jenny's that yeah she's all about being the greeter being the come see me come sit down with me visitors um, so yes it's all about making people happy Good. So ask her, does your body have any specific physical needs in order for you to you know, feel good in your body? We're, Jenny, here we're kind of sensing for any specific diet issues, preferences. It's not really a health question per se. It's more her opinion. Oh. Okay. A lady tells me she likes to eat smaller meals more frequently. Um, rather than big meals in like once a day uh, she'd like to have like two smaller or three smaller meals um, she feels her bit energy levels are better like that um, anything else you'd like 
for your health. She likes to get some human food too because she likes to feel part of the family as if she's eating with the humans. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you the same. So what do we need in order to keep your body healthy? Um, you're right about small frequent meals. Oh, she very much, she shows me, yes, wanting human food. She shows me a human hand feeding her. When asked, what is this about? She says, it's not so much about the food itself. It's more about the um, the heartfelt connection that the person is giving her something, oh, the, the giving. Bonded. Yeah, so you're I, right I about that. I literally saw her sitting at the table on a chair eating together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, I, I look like that. <laughs> nice. Good. Um, so twice a day versus once a day. Did you tell Jenny that? I want to eat as many times as the people eat, is what she says. Yeah, like two to three. I think I even said three. I think yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So definitely two to three. Certainly it fits in there. Definitely not once a day. That would make her actually sad. All right. Good. So let's see. She's she's pretty easy here. Um. So would you be okay, lady, alone by yourself, if somebody was away at work for eight hours, which is the average time that people here in at least the States are at work? She's very, very sad. That wouldn't, no, she wouldn't enjoy that. Okay. So she's very social. Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm, all right. Ask her, do, is there a preference on ages of people? And I ask this because there are times that some people, now we already know she likes kids and, you know, everybody, but sometimes the occasional dog will tell you, I want to be owned by older people or active people who can take me out in car rides and do things with me. You know, so let's just see. It may not matter to her. So, sorry, just going back, did you, was that the right, did you get the same thing for her being left for eight hours? Yeah, What's she. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she. She's not crazy about that idea at all. Her. Her preference is to be with somebody a lot. I feel like she could be okay alone for four hours. I see she would just sleep during that time. Eight hours for her. She thinks that's oh. a little long. Oh. Oh. So yeah. how do you feel about living with elderly people? Ah, uh, it's not my first preference. Correct. Why? Ask her why. I like to, I want a young family with lots of energy and so we're doing things, doing lots of things. I like, I like some activity in the home. I want to see kids come and go and I want their friends to come as well. Um, I want, you know, so I want to just be part of a family where lots is happening. Okay. And lots of walks. And, and, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, um, she's just all about um, let's the commotion. She's all about the commotion, the the movement. The oh, what are we doing next? What's exciting? What's fun? So different words, same energy. Yeah, I also hear. I see her being like, nah, I really don't want older people because she feels that would be limiting. Mm, yeah. So it's you're a great right. way of saying it. She she's being quite polite, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's not it's not ideal for her. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. She's all about the action and all that, so <laughs> so very good. So ask her, um, so are, is there anything that frightens you in the average home environment? Okay. 
if she was locked up in a room, she would be frightened. Um, the average home environment lady. Um, she says, I'm not frightened of thunder. Um, <laughs> but it's almost like she's trying to prove something. Um, anything that does frighten you, lady. Um, she, mostly not. She's pretty good, pretty courageous. Um, just sensing something to do with like a, a loud car or maybe a, a sudden, not like a s sudden noise, but a. it doesn't frighten her. She just sort of gets out of the way when the cars are coming in and things like that. Um, if you're not finding anything, that's fine. Remember, the animals are going to tell you pretty quickly. So really, I get from her, no, I'm really not afraid of much. Um, yeah, she's not afraid. Of I mean, if I propose the, you know, being locked in a room by yourself, I get she's not crazy about that idea at all. She gets confused. I do see some nervousness that could be interpreted as fear. But that's only if I propose that. Um, yeah. As far as thunder, how do you feel about thunder? I, she shrugs, like, no big deal. No big deal. So I'm not afraid of it. So yeah, really, this dog, she's just happy. <laughs> yeah. I asked her about the thunder because that's often what dogs, you know, some ask. Sure. But, but she didn't, she said, no, no. Yeah, she's kind of like, yeah, she is. She's happy. She's like, no, no, I'm really cool with every, like, I'm really cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, happy. Just, yep, get on with this, get on with that. Let's do this, let's do that. She is. She's always on the move. Hmm. Always on the move to the next activity, to the next exciting, the next sense, the next um, sensations. Yes. Gorgeous. This dog Gorgeous. likes excitement. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, ask her this. Do you feel that you could handle a home where there are children that are running around, playing, yelling, as, as human children do? How would you feel about living in that kind of environment? Or is that too much? Perfect. <laughs> that is perfect because she just run and jump with them. Yes, exactly. I see that too. I see her running and chasing and barking them and getting in on it and being like, whoa. I mean, she, she's not being quiet. She's being rowdy as, as rowdy as they are. Yes. Yeah, she loves it. That's Excellent. perfect. That's what she wants. Yep. Very good. Very good. So we'll go ahead and finish with her. So I'm, here's what I'm going to say out loud to her, and this might be something you want to say to future animals you work with in this way. So, lady, I want to thank you for sharing with us what it is you want in your future forever home and know that as you were sharing that out loud, the universe was hearing, and it's going to help draw that your way more quickly. And may you find everything in your future home that you put out today and or something better. <laughs> She's just nodding her head. She likes all of this. So we're going to thank her. Thank you for talking with us. And we're going to end. I mean, this dog is a chatty Cathy. She could certainly go on and talk more. 
Um, but I, I do want to switch animals for different personality types. So thank you, lady. And just make sure you fully disconnect from her and, and say your clearing statement. It's, I use that now all the time. It's a really good one. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So who next? Um, uh, we'll get to do two more, won't we? Pretty much, I would think. Maybe, hopefully. Um, okay. I'll, I, I'll work with a kitchen. Never done that one before. Okay. Um, Marshall. Oh, oh, Marshall <laughs> awesome. So let me bring up his profile on my end, see what the notes say. All right. So he's here in Colorado Springs in the town that I live in. So he said, it writes, my name is Marshall. I'm a flame point Siamese male. I was born on August 7th, 2016. So that puts him at just a hair over a month. I was born with my five siblings. My mom was a stray. I'm up for adoption. Okay, excellent. So with a kitten, it's no different than with an adult. Don't expect that just because he's a young guy that he's necessarily going to be infantile in his speech, although he may be. It'll be, you know, every animal, every kitten is different. He may be an old soul in a young body or totally brand new, and you may or may not be able to sense that as you start to ask him questions. But let's just find out who Marshall is. So go ahead and connect. And make sure you state your purpose in connecting with him. And is he open to us? Oh, yeah, he is. Yep, absolutely. Excellent. So go ahead with the personality question. Oh, I'm an adventurous. It's a bit like I'm going to be adventurous. <laughs> uh huh. Um, uh, playful. I mean, sometimes I kind of feel like I'm just saying, "Let me, let me, Marshall, Marshall, tell me something unique about you." So this is what he says, that he's very intelligent and he is he, he likes to bond with his human. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. So he's let me... a bit deep and meaningful. Okay. So I'm going to ask him the same thing because I was again writing down what you got. So Marshall, please. So can you tell me about your personality? He says he's curious by nature, curious by nature, very inquisitive, wants to see what's in people's hands. Uh, you know, he shows me being interested in people, but we don't play enough. So you're right. He is very interested in play, uh, more so with toys. His siblings doesn't feel like people play enough in his mind, his world. So playful is correct. Um, you know, he feels that as he's going to grow up, his intelligence will really escalate, especially around the age of three months. So yes to intelligence. Uh, he's an explorer. So this is your adventurous aspect of him. He's checking out, well, everything, life, the floor. Yes. 
um, as far as you want to bond with a future human. I don't get he told you that, so I'm not sure where that one came from. I get he's not even thinking right now about too much about his future human. <laughs> he is so in the present. And also, Jenny, by chance, could you feel as you were listening to him, his attention span or focus waxing and waning? It was like mm -hmm. I was there, I wasn't there. It's like he's yeah. not fully present in our conversation. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's a little harder. Yes, myself. it makes it harder for a communicator. Yes. <laughs> what I'll do in this case is I'll, I'll, we'll make, we'll probably make his session short and sweet as a result. Um, I'll ask him, so Marshall, would you like to be a teacher? He says, oh yes. So would you help me teach Jenny about listening? She's listening to you when you offer information. He says, oh yes. Would you be willing to focus? more on us as a result then. Bring your focus to us and we'll just ask you three more questions. He shows me sitting down like a guru in, in Indian oh. styling his legs and being like, oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm listening. Excellent. Oh. So ask him, in the future home, do you want to be the only cat? Yes. Why? Just out of curiosity? I want my own space. Okay, I also hear him say yes. What is your why reasoning for me, please? Yeah, he wants his own space, his own territory. He wants to be able to spread out and, yeah, lay down and call it his own. So be king of the castle, so you're right. Okay, so second question. So ask him, um, are you looking to bond with one person in the future, two people, or a family with children? Tells me a bit like one person. Okay. See, I get a, hit, a stronger hit on two, two people, um, and I hear him say when I ask why two versus one, because if I like one better, I can bond to them. So he's the type of cat, and I would tell somebody who, you know, sometimes your clients will come your way and say, I'm thinking about adopting this kitten, and you can say, give me their picture, let's find out who they are, see if they're wanting the same lifestyle you have to offer. This is a cat who will want to have a um, kind of solo relationship with just one person. This is a cat who will play favorites. Okay. Isn't that what I said? I mean, that's sort of what I meant by... Oh, oh, oh. Okay, if that's how you're getting it... Okay, I was looking at it. I proposed to him one person in the home, two people, like a couple, or a family with no, what kids. I, what I went, meant was he wants to focus on one person. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I missed the word focus. Okay. I didn't say it, though. No, I didn't, but that's what I meant. Like that, I mean, that's sort of... You got it. Yeah, we're always going to word things slightly different. The angle of our question, too, will affect their response because they can feel our intention behind the words we ask. So, so that's fine. If it makes sense and it matches what you got, you know that. So awesome. All right. So let's ask him, would you be happy, you know, in your future home as an indoor only cat? And here you got to make sure, Jenny, you drop below your point of view, your own point of view about indoor cats. You know, I'm an adventurous and curious cat, and I like to be able to explore. Um, he, he, 
just wouldn't. He just would be limited with his senses to explore. If, it, that, if there was lots and lots happening inside that, that, that he could explore, but he's, he's not, not, no, it's not as ideal to be an indoor cat. Okay. So I hear him say maybe. If there's enough to explore in the house, oh. then maybe oh. I'll be content. So here with this cat, I don't get a strong, solid yes or a strong no. It kind of depends. It's going to depend for him. That's why I get the oh. maybe answer. So I actually think you're getting maybe as well. Um, just describing a different words, just watch tacking on the end part of I don't think, because I think that's your projection. Well, he, I guess he was saying, look, I want to explore and be adventurous, and if I can have all that indoors, yes, then I can be okay. And then I put my opinion in going, well, how could you have all that indoors? It's so much better outdoors. So, yeah, I, I, I did. But he could be okay with if he could just play out those, those needs, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's going to be really important that you always stick to honoring the animal and not, you know, we humans not tacking our two cents in. Like I have indoor only cats and I, I choose to always attract and I put it out to the universe. Anytime I'm looking for a new cat, universe, please send me one that's happy being indoors because I've been a vet tech. I've seen them hit by a car. I've treated hit by cars and that pains me so much that it's not kind of, you know, I don't want to ever experience that. So I need ones that are happy indoors. You know, and I've got that. I've got my couch potato cats. I love it. So, um, you know, you just watch chat tacking that on. Okay. All right. Very good. Let's go ahead and thank him. He did great with his focus, and we're going to let you go now and know that that information will help attract your future home. He says, oh, I know. I know what I'm after in life. <laughs> uh, he is. I mean, if we were to give it to, uh, he, to me, he feels like an older soul. Like oh, he, yes. He knows, he knows life. He knows he's got a, he's got a hold on the journey. Like he's got an awareness, yeah. Yes, yes, he does. Well done. And some kittens you'll talk to and they'll be like, I don't know what I want. And they'll have like very little preferences for hardly anything. Oh, I might like that. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. They're all so different. All right, excellent. So um, make sure you disconnect. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. And who next? Again. Bunny, the I. Uh, please let's talk to the horse. Okay. Thing. Yeah. I'm finding more people coming, getting. I'm getting a bit more experience with horses, and I have no experience with horses. When the lady asked me about stars, she was using words I'd never heard of. I had to Google what does breaking mean. <laughs> you know what does that mean? And what is that? Yep. I had to Google all the horse language terms. Yep, and that's okay to do. I've been there, done that. I don't own horses myself, and yes, you'll learn those things over the years. And there's still times I'll ask an owner, okay, you're, you're, you're saying this, what is that? And then once I have a clear definition, then I can propose the question of the horse. I, I always will stop the owner in their tracks if I don't understand what it is they're asking, because if I put my own bend on the question, the animal's going to answer my bend and not the owner's. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Fling is an adult female thoroughbred horse. She is from 19, born in 1999. So, uh, what is that? Like nine years? No, more than that. 99, oh nine. Anyway, she's 1999. I'd have to sit and do actually do the math. Um, so she's blind in one eye. She used to be a, a, a jumper 
horse, but these days she is not because of being blind in one eye, but she gets along fine. Um, her, she used to do competition, but she is, so she's no longer a competition horse, and she's just up for adoption. She does English as well as Western style. So that's the biography. All right. So she too is here in Colorado Springs, where I live. So go ahead and drop down and connect. Yeah. Okay, so Fling, we're here just to ask you some questions about yourself. Um, so tell me about her focus. How focused is she on us? She seems, she seems not very focused. She seems to be doing something. Yes. She's telling me not now. She's distracted by something. So let me ask her this. Um, Fling, uh, you know, if, if now's not a good time, we'll just step out and work with a different animal, but we are not going to have time to come back to you. Do you have any interest in teaching? I don't know if you can do whatever it is you're doing in your real life right now, you know, physical world with us as well. She says she's given, okay, she's now giving us her full attention. I can do this for a few minutes. Okay. So first question, we'll skip the personality and ask her, you know, um, are you looking for, are you looking to be ridden in your future home? Or do you want to just be a pasture pet? Which definition of that, Jenny, is basically a horse that just, you know, lives oftentimes by themselves or with other horses and is just, you know, cared for by people and that's it. Okay, I want to be cared for, she says. Um... She, um, she, she, um, she tells me no. I, I don't, I don't need to be or want to be ridden um, anymore. At least, at least, definitely not often. The occasional might be okay, but um, I'm happy not to be. Um, and I want to be with other horses, and I want to be cared for. Okay. Very good. So, um, let's see, so yes, I hear her say, um, maybe to yes about being ridden. You're also correct, Jenny, about if she was never ridden again, she would be fine with that. She does have an interest in being with other horses, being in a herd, multiples. Um, do you want to be cared for? She says very much so. She, she still wants to have a person or people, but she doesn't need, she doesn't need tight connection. So ask her, um, I understand that you are blind in one eye. Does this affect your everyday life? She says not so much anymore. Okay. Um, not so much anymore. She's um, accepted it. She still can do, this is why she's happy to just rest now. Like, to just, is it what you call pasture? Um, yep. She, she's... Yeah, not, not anymore. If, 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 if she's no longer in the competition, so no. Excellent. Good. Okay, so ask her, do you want to do any sort of showing? Showing is ring work, um, usually for, you know, judges are involved or awards, uh, ribbons. Ask her, do you want to do any of that with your future person? She says no, no, not yeah. anymore. Excellent. Yeah, she's a solid no on that one. No, not really interested. Okay. Um, so with a horse like this, she's really not looking for very much, <laughs> which is fine. Ask her, um, what kind of relationship 
do you want with a future person? What would that look like? She shows me someone that might be a little elderly, that they're kind of growing old a little together, caring for each other, just being aware and loving each other. But, you know, her, yeah, and that, that just, that's it. Her relationships, she probably finds a bit more stronger with her other horse friends. Yep. Um, so the human and her are just there because that's part of life. Yes. <laughs> Very good, yeah. She's looking for somebody who's going to be like, okay, they'll comb me now and then, they'll feed me, and then they'll turn me out to pasture and let me be with my friends. <laughs> yep, now as far as do you want somebody elderly? Older is fine. Um, so let's ask her one final question here. Do you want to be owned by a child? Definitely not. Okay, I see a rolling of her eyes when I ask her what's that image about. Not interested. So you're right, definitely not. Not interested. Good. Um, ask her why she's not interested. She tells me she just is ready to relax and um, do, do nothing. Not need, she doesn't want to feel she has to give attention to anyone or has to do anything for anyone for them to be like. She doesn't want a human or a child, a human being that needs something from her. She just sort of wants to be left alone to her own and a child is going to need and want things from her. <laughs> nice. Good. Very, very good. Yeah, you're right. She just doesn't have the patience, not interested. Um, yeah, it's a total, she gives me a, a total door shut on the idea of a child. If you're asking me my preferences, that's not it, she says. Good. All right, let's go ahead and thank her. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Jenny, do you have any questions? I, I have a question on, um, it's a, just on horses in general, what, it's, it's, in your experience, like, they seem to be bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold, like, um, objects so much, I find, more like, more than dogs or cats, um, and yet they're very, uh, I find the, the ones I've spent so much in their heart and so much relationship focused. So how does that work? Like, do they not get traumatized by being so much a piece of something to sell? Yeah, um, not as much as you would think, okay, as a generality. So all of them are different. Some don't, I've talked to horses that the owner's like, can you please let her know that she's up for sale and here's the reason why. And some are like, okay, I'm fine with that. Some are like, please sell me, please find me the right person because we are not meshing or I want to do more and you don't ride me enough. Or So um, some are like totally all about advancement <laughs> and wanting to move on to somebody else. Uh, you get you get the whole gamut again. So. Um, Yes, I know that does happen in the horse world, and I used to wonder that myself, but I've talked to enough over the years to know that it really is individual. I can't even say it's the majority that really despise being sold, or the majority that want to stay with a person forever. It, I don't find any trend, period, Jenny. It's very interesting. Because I know, for me, I get attached, and you know, but, the, but that's a human. Uh, part of, it's something that runs in our DNA, I think, for humans. 
um, horses, you know, they're connected to their herd and that may or may not like overlap onto humans. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever met a horse that doesn't like other being around other horses? Um, no, not exactly doesn't like. Now, my friend Beth again, going back to her horse, Rachel, Beth owns four horses, and Rachel's one of those horses that would be fine on her own. You can stick her out in a field, out in the middle of nowhere by herself, being cared for by her person, and she doesn't need a herd. She's happy as a clam. You do that to one of other Beth's horses, and they'll go crazy without their horse friends, without their herd. Um, I spoke to a horse once who was um, seen as different by the other horses in a herd, and therefore he was picked on. He felt really bad about himself, low self-esteem. Um, he knew he was different. Um, it, yeah, and, and the owner was like, yeah, all the no matter who I put him with herd-wise, they always harass him. He's a little man on totem pole. She wondered if it was just due to his personality, and it really wasn't that. He hadn't been a horse too, in too many lifetimes. He didn't know much about horse-dumb, you know, the kingdom of horse, <laughs> how to behave, how to blend in the um, per, you know, ways of being a horse, you know, their culture. He was not that conditioned in their culture, and the other horses recognized that, and they kind of treated him like an outcast. So yeah, every situation's unique. You're gonna find the more you do this work, trends and belief systems about oh he, you know horses are this way or you know animals are this way, it's gonna start to fade and and you're gonna be at some point like wow you know I oh gosh it's been a long time since somebody has pointed out that you know thoroughbred horses are all that way because I don't find that to be so. Your your everyday experiences with them starts to override your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I just uh, it was it was just my my mind thinking, but now that makes sense because sometimes they just they they may be just you know desiring a certain lifestyle and they're not getting it here and they know they can have it somewhere else. So yeah, please take me there. Mm. Mm -hmm. And some just want to be a horse. Some don't want to work. They just want to be turned out, mm. even though they're young and healthy and able. <laughs> they have no interest, <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's okay too. <laughs> mm. But I think the communications today were quite good. I felt good. I felt good. Um, I'm starting to great. feel like I'm just becoming more confident. Like I'm just saying it. What's what's there? I'm saying it. <laughs> yes, and that's what that's what your job is. Say it. You're reading the energy to the best of your ability, and your best is going to only improve. You're doing fantastic. You did really nice today. I did a practice again with Alicia, and we both did really well again. Um, and there was just one part where I said what came, and then I started thinking about it, and it, it was really obvious to me how that just messes things up. It was just like, okay, what I said was perfect in my words, but it made sense. Yep. But then, yeah, and so it's just really just getting that confidence to yes. not think about it and just say it. Not think about it, just say it, just say it, just say it. And then do all the thinking like later, another day <laughs> or, you know, in another hour. Yes. Not in the, uh, yeah, so in the, yeah, in a way I feel, I'm, start, I'm beginning to feel really good in actually, I say to myself, I'm actually doing it. Like I'm doing it. <laughs> Really? You know, and it's, it's, yeah, so that's, 
something's just, it's, I feel as though something will just drop in, you know, where I actually go, yeah. And, and it does, it's, those, it, it, it's almost like each week, little, that, like I said before, the integration, little, little pieces of, of knowledge or wisdom just drop. And it, it also occurred to me the other day, I do all this stuff comes to me when I go for my walks in nature, I have my walks, and it just occurred to me that this is the way of our ancestors. And so, I mean, I get that intellectually, I do, um, how the natives live, live and lived. And so, and it's really all in the love, you know, when it, love is that one, that unity that, that one thing, that thing, that what, what what brings us together, and when we just are present to that, it happens, right? Naturally. Yeah, when you are in a space of love, you open the door to other beings, to new possibilities, you know, not just conversation, but yeah, you open the door to everything. Not all beings will want to talk with you at all times. Not all beings will want to walk through the door that you're offering them. But as long as you come from a space of love and doing this work, even those times when they say, oh, I'm busy right now, or not interested, or they only give you half their, you know, focus or attention span, um, you know, you won't be hurt um, or, you know, be like, oh, they don't want to talk to me or bummed out by it either because you're coming from that space of love and you're like, oh, okay, now's not the time. Oh, can we ask you three questions then? Oh, you can handle that? Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I guess there's the love and the respect, yeah? And sure. So the, res the respect. But I guess that what, if you don't mind, just one more question that I did, I forgot to ask was then, what about the wild animals? Oh, we were on the beach the other day and we have these whales and they're just, you know, you know, they're just sort of spectacular. And Andrew, my husband, says, please, go and, go and talk to them. And I kind of went, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Like, I, I didn't feel at all like, yeah, it just really jolted my, it's different. And so I guess, is that, yeah, how do you work with that? Like, Well, class nine, our next class is going to be all about wild uh, animals. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, that sort of, I was like, it just felt so wild, I guess. Um, yeah, so that's. That would be wonderful. And then, of course, I'm out walking all the time, and I always stop with the bird, and I notice its attention come to me when I sort of, and then it'll look, and I might feel a sense, I might feel a sense of curiosity, and then, woof, they're gone, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't move, and I'm very, very mindful to this, is that they're in their space, they're wild, they're in their nature, and we're sharing this. It's not, I'm not, oh, come on, I'm going to jump on you. There's, we see, I see rabbits and, and oh, just so, oh, two little beautiful little bunny rabbits. And I thought, oh, can I talk to you? Can we talk? Like, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just different. I imagine the difference. Actually, probably it's no different. But the conversation might be different because it's not going to be things like, so what's it like with your person, person is it? Or right. where do you like food? It's like, you know, it's, that's what I mean by different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the topic will be different. Well, we will talk to multiple wild animals next time, and you'll get to experience what that's like. So we'll get to satisfy those curiosities, and you'll be able to compare what it is like for you compared to the domestic ones. Okay? Okay, wonderful. Great. <laughs> All okay. right. Good work, Jenny. I will talk to you next time. <laughs> talk to you next time. Thank you. Sure. <laughs>
Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.